Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. We are live from the Daily M's with interviews to come from the red carpet while we'll speak to retiring Bronco Corey Parker. News ahead of the AFL Grand Final with one Swans player gone but the prospects of two others looking promising and of course we'll pay tribute to Max Walker. To the rush yes, hello. Uh, producer Tommy is down there at the star, so uh, we'll get some interviews right through the show. Hello to you, Rabbi. Yes. Welcome back, Dan. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a sad loss, yeah. isn't it? Tangles, Tangles is gone, and, and it's surprising how many people didn't know that he was quite sick. Um, and I only learned that today, to be quite honest with you. But uh, the sports world, the cricketing world, very, very sad at the at the passing of Maxie Walker. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm with you. There, there's a couple of deaths this year, Glenn Fry from the Eagles and, and Max Walker, where I'd seen them do an interview a few months earlier. So, And then to hear that they'd passed, it's an absolute shock. I mean, there, there are some like Richie, you know, are coming. There's some where the person is not in the spotlight anymore, so they, they kind of get lost. But Max, I saw an interview he did with Robert Craddock a few weeks, uh, a few months ago, and he looked fantastic. He he yeah. he 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 had a few extra kilos, which is it's funny. It's a good thing, isn't it? The later on you get in life, you actually it's kind of a sign of health. It probably isn't, but it just looks like well, he he looks full in the face and he looks happy. He didn't look sixty eight, so it's it's an absolute shock. And it's one of the it's a career that I don't think can ever be emulated. Firstly, the very idea of playing two major sports at, at the highest level. VFL football, so he's played that sport at its highest level. Test cricket, a lot of World Series cricket, obviously, which doesn't count. Those stats don't count, but they count in people's uh, minds and hearts. And he was a proper star, wasn't he? He wasn't just a commentator. He was an absolute star in the in the eighties and the nineties. Oh, no question about it. You know, and he was so unorthodox, and he was appropriately named Tangles because I think uh, those that uh, consider themselves to be experts, they will tell you that he. He had the best nickname in the world because he looked like he got all tangled up and then somehow or other he untangled it and he absolutely perplexed people at the other end of the wicket. So, you know, it, it as I said, not only that, but he was a brilliant orator. He was a wonderful guest speaker. Uh, he was in demand. What would I say? About 10 years ago, he was in demand as a guest speaker. There wasn't a day of the week that he didn't have a booking. But I worked with him a few times and... Uh, as I just said, he he had the crowd spellbound with what he could do. Um, and then, of course, he compared jointly Wide World of Sports with Ken. Uh, I think he was with Mike there for a while as mm. well. Uh, but he was most talented as a, a cricketer and as a, and as a footballer. And then he turned to television and he was very, very good. There's just no question about that. Uh, and a million books the man sold. He had seven yeah. bestsellers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was an author and... And I wasn't joking when I said, yes, welcome back, but that that was probably his signature, you know. He was the one that introduced us to welcome back when when you hadn't been anywhere anyway. It's quite <laughs> ludicrous, really. And Billy uh, said some nice words today. Darren Lehman, uh, the Australian coach, Max, Max was a larger-than-life character who was a true legend of the game. He was charismatic and loved by all who came into contact with him. You know, and you know the thing that, I, that came across? He seemed humble. He actually didn't. Yeah, no, that's he, true. He didn't seem. He didn't have a look at me factor about him. In fact, he almost seemed quite embarrassed to have all this attention bestowed on him. Yeah, it's a funny thing you say that because physically he was such a huge man, you know. But in many ways, I thought to myself, he would like to hide if he could. 
Uh, I mean, there was extrovert and there was introvert. It, it was a funny blend. It was a, an amazing mixture, really. But, yeah, I, I looked at him and thought, if you weren't so big, maybe not, not as many people would recognise you and want to talk to you. But he handled it all with aplomb. Uh, there's not much more I can say. Uh, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm so sorry that it... it it basically jumped out of nowhere and grabbed us today, whereas in other cases we've been saying, well, I've been waiting for it to happen. One of the good ones, Max Walker. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only is directed. Triple M on a Wednesday getting you ready for the grand final. Some news coming out of the Swans. We'll get to that shortly as we do the show for Nicorette Quick Mist, Australia's number one uh, Nicorette quit smoking brand used only as directed. Rabs here with Dan on a Wednesday. Off to the Dally M's shortly. Uh, yes, I heard that. I was listening down the line earlier that you're dressed in a suit, you've got cufflinks on, you've got patent leather shoes on, you've shaved. Um, well, what did you want me to turn well? up in a, in a super dry uh, top and a tracksuit pants no, uh, like no, a Saturday I'm, I'm morning? Just, I'm just thinking exactly. I'm thinking of the, the hoodie <laughs> that you're wearing on a Saturday morning with a pair of thongs and a tracksuit pants, you know. I mean, wow. This is a very, very big occasion. What, have you made an application to Fox for a job? What are you talking? It's a black tie no, event. It's I'm a black tie event. I, I understand that, but you keep giving it to Richard, my very good friend Richard, and myself of a Saturday morning on Legends. I'm just giving you a bit of your own back. But, hang, but hang on, it's a black tie event, so I've yes. adhered to the instructions of going in black tie. What's the problem? Well, I've got a problem with cufflinks. I've got a problem with the fact that you've shaven. Not a lot of people shave for these events. And what? then apparently, from what the panel operator is telling me, that you reek of aftershave. So <laughs> it's obviously a mixed event, is it? <laughs> <laughs> right, who's going to win? Who's going to? Yes, welcome back. Yeah, yes. When was the last time you bothered to go to the Dallium? Because you get invited every year. But no, no, Rabs, I'm too busy on grand final week. Uh, look, I, I'll be honest with you, mate. I, I don't go to very many functions at all. Uh, but I'm, I'm proud of the Dally M's because I was one of the, one of the founders of the Dally M's back in 1982 when it was won by Rocky Laurie, Robert Laurie from South Sydney. So don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not dirty on the Dally M's. I, I'm very proud of uh, being a member of the founding committee, which included a fellow called Bob Muscat, a fellow called, and a very dear friend of mine, Peter Frolingos, and it was the idea of a man called Brian Morris who came to Channel 10 as general manager who simply put the question to a meeting involving those three people, including myself. He said, why haven't you got a thing up here called the Kazalis? And we all looked at him, rugby league fellas, and we said, what are you talking about? And he said, it's a positional award that we give in Melbourne and it's called the Kazalis for full forward and the forward pocket and centre half back and all that sort of stuff. So that's where, the, that's where it all started. Back in 1982. I'll tell you what, they don't get they don't get it wrong now often, do they? Thurston last year, the year before was Hayne and Thurston. The year before that, the winner was Cooper Cronk. I mean, you, yeah, ca you I, can't fluke a Dally M. Ben Barber the year before when he had that extraordinary year. Yeah. So they I, I, they tend to get... And Josh Hodgson, if there were betting markets, I gather would be favourite. Do you think he'd actually win? Do I think he'll win? I don't think he's over the line. I'm going on today's paper, which gave us the, the scoreboard, mm. and the bunch out in front, um, a bit like the Tour de France, the 16-pointers, the, the, the they were leading and they were too clear of Hodgson. But I might be wrong, but I thought Hodgson got 
got time. He, he got time which would cost him three, three points. Three points, that's it. Yeah, and it gave him one less match, of course, the match that he served suspended, to make any more points. And he wasn't in a team where he was absolutely the standout. I mean, it's a year where Joey Leilua has been great, Josh Papali's been great, uh, Jared Croker has been good. So I'm just making the point, people have got this fellow over the line. I don't think he is because the cluster up the top uh, are people like four-times winner Jonathan Thurston. There's a number seven there called uh, Cooper Cronk and, and Dally M's notoriously, Rothman's medal notoriously go to the blokes with the hand in the ball more often than others and, and that includes obviously the seven. Um, and the other bloke that's up there is Tal Malolo. I, I remember um, a lot and, of games we called Rabs, you for Telly, yeah. us for Adi, where he was the clear man in the match. The game at Belmore. He, yeah. If he doesn't get three points out of that game, then there's something wrong. I, I won't be surprised if, if, if the bulk of the experts are wrong. I, I won't be surprised. But just going back to what you said earlier, uh, they more than often get it right, don't mm. they? Um, I'm talking about 1982 when we, we started the, the Dally M's. It was a Channel 10 Daily Mirror uh, production, yeah. if I can call it that. That's in George Leeds. Um, yeah, that's, that's where one of them was, that's for sure. Um, and, in fact, I can still hear the bloke at the public bar or the bloke at the club, he was getting it mixed up. He didn't know whether, whether the Daily M's were Daily Messenger or Daily Mirror. <laughs> and, and we were getting it all mixed up, the Daily, the the daily, daily Messenger <laughs> and, and, the, and the Daily Mirror. But at the end of the day, I, we, we, a lot of us were journos or commentators that were distributing the points. But these days, obviously, more of the commentators are former great players. That's it. And they've got to vote. So now you're getting you're getting votes from blokes that have been there at the coalface, and I think that's the reason they're getting getting it more right uh, than not getting it All right. right. I think that way. I think we've got a guest coming up right after this, so we'll take a break. It's the rush hour for uh, Nicorette Triple M. This rush hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Bit of a different show tonight because we've got our uh, producer Tom down at the Daly M's and he's managed to get us a guest, Rabbi. And this is a good one because he, he played in the PM's game the other day, but unlike his buddy Tedesco, he can actually remember what happened. And with good reason, he scored three tries. Mitchell Moses, hello to you. How you going, boys? We're doing fine, uh, and, and it's a pleasure to talk to you, Mitchell. It's Ray Warren. Uh, congratulations on a magnificent back half of the season. Uh, I guess you're, you're happy the Robbie Farrah thing is over, and that's not meant to be disrespectful to Robbie. Yeah, no, it's, it's not disrespectful at all. You know, he's, he's probably one of the best players I've, I've ever played with, and, you know, I've got all the respect for in the world uh, for Robbie. But, um, you know, now that all that stuff's um, sorted out and, and where's he going, you know, I'm really happy for him. He's, he's got to do with Sias and... You know, I think he'll do a very good job over there. But, um, you know, now all that stuff's out of the way. Um, you know, we're just going to focus on the Tigers at the moment. How do you look back at the season? I mean, you were 80 minutes away from a final spot. That was obviously a disaster, that game. Um, but you, you were pretty close. Uh, do you see it as a good year? Yeah, I, I see it as a good year. You know, can, compared to where we finished last year, we finished second last. So, um, you know, to be in, in the mix to make the semis this year was, uh, it was a big thing for us. And, no, that was our goal to make the semis. So, um, you know, we're, we're not very happy with the way we played that last round. So we'll be more hungry next year and, and uh, we'll look to change that. Are you across uh, what the chief executive has done in the way of uh, bringing players to the club? I mean, is there anything anything fresh on the horizon that we can look forward to? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think, I think there's reports going around that, that we've got uh, Jamal Idris. So, um, 
you know, he'll be a massive thing, uh, a massive buy for us. You know, just, it's just a big outside back that we that we probably need. So, um, you know, he'll be playing next to me, so I'll be pretty safe. All right, you would have heard, oh. you would have, <laughs> you would have heard things about Papua New Guinea and uh, their nuts for footy yeah. over there. What, what was that the the sort of build up compared to the reality of playing there? Yeah, it was uh, outstanding. You know, um, ever I've heard all the stories about it before I went over, but um. You know, you don't realise until you get over there how, how crazy they are. You know, every single person knows every single player's name. And, you know, the, the, the reception we got when we, we come out of the airport and when we just landed, um, they were rocking the bus and trying to tip the bus over to get a, get a, get a grab on us and, and things like that. So, you know, when the game finished, um, the whole crowd come on and, you know, I, I feared for my life. I started sprinting into the dressing room. I thought someone, someone had something on them. But, um, you know, all they wanted was the was the training gear and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. you know, they're, they're harmless people, but they just love their footy. I once did a guest speaking spot up in Lay, which is, I think, up in the north of Papua yeah, New yeah, Guinea. Up in the Mitchell, Highlands and, or something, yeah. Yeah, exactly right, yeah. And um, John Sattler and I were guest speaking, and at around about 1.30 after John had spoken, I said, OK, let's open it up to question time. You know what time we finished question time? It was 5 p.m. They <laughs> yeah, would not ridiculous. go home, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't leave. They, apparently, um, we, we were at a training session at about 10 o'clock or something. They, they were there at 6 o'clock in the morning waiting until we got there. But, um, yeah. you know, they're just crazy. They, they just love their footy, and, you know, it's just a, it's a real eye-opener when you... When you're playing footy here and then you go play footy over there, it's just how much they admire the game. It's uh, it's, it's outstanding. Now, that's a new stadium there. Uh, is it, do you think, fit for taking NRL games? Uh, uh, PNG teams, you know, decades away, but do you think we yeah. could actually take games there? Yeah, I think you could. You know, the the stadium's outstanding. The the dressing rooms and, and things like that, you know, I'll tell you that much. It's, it's a bit better than what we've got at Concord at the moment. So um, <laughs> the dressing rooms the dressing rooms are pretty nice. Um, you know, they've got the ice baths in there and, and things like that. They've got, the, they got a pretty big gym in there as well. So um, uh, it holds about 18,000 people or, or something like that, the boys were saying. So, um, you know, it's pretty good. But, um, you know, no fences were broken when we were doing the lap of honour. So I guess it's all right. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well done. We're going to let you go. Uh, go on, Matt. Uh, who wins tonight, uh, Mitchell? Uh, it's a it's a hard one. I think uh, I think Smith will just get it, uh, only because Hotson got um, suspended in one of the games. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. go with Smith. Um, I think he finished the year pretty well and and played consistent yeah. all year. Question two: Who wins Sunday? I think Melbourne. Uh, Cronk and uh, Smith, if they if they get an early lead and a good start, um, I think they'll just grind out the game too well. All right, beautiful. We're gonna let you go because we've got your buddy waiting to speak to us as well. Yeah, Thanks, Mitchell. Teddy. Thanks a lot, boys. This is the Rush Hour. Have a good night. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M Sports Update, and we might catch up with James Tedesco on the other side of this song. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Triple M. Rush Hour. Doing it live from the Daily M's. Well, Rabs and I aren't there, but uh, we've got uh, our producer, Tom, there, and he's hooked up. I mean, what a week it is for this man. I wonder if he enjoys a night like tonight. Shane Flanagan, welcome aboard. Hey, boys, how are we? Well, we're good. Uh, you, you're very I've hard to tie to down. I've been trying to get hold of you, Rabs. I've yeah, been texting and rang you. No, I got your message, but my God, you're hard to get. Since well, you've become a superstar. Mate, the bloke's... Hey, hang on, hang on. What we're talking about here is we've been trying to get Shane for an interview, but the bloke has got other priorities, Rabs. And oh, mate, I have good. rang him back. I have rang him back three or four times, and I've missed him. Yeah, you it's know something, here. Shane? I believe you. I... <laughs> I believe you in this situation. <laughs> How are they? How are they, Shane? They right? Yeah, they're good, mate. Um, they had a day off today, so um, you know some of them are in getting some physio and so on. But uh, you know they're all pretty relaxed. I think uh, 
we're, you know, we're trying to take that attitude to enjoy the week and not get too, um, you know, don't change what you usually do. And, you know, we've, we've trained exactly the same as we do, do the same times. We haven't had to alter anything, obviously, you know, game in Sydney helps. So, um, you know, touch wood, uh, we get our preparation right and the players don't play the game before um, they get to the weekend. So can I can I get to a question that I, I really need to ask you? You know, uh, I'm one of those included. Uh, you, I, I've said to people, they say, who's going to win, Rabs? And I say, I, I think Cronulla can win, but they the biggest mistake they can make is to try and play Melbourne at their own game. A- am I wrong or am I no, somewhere you, near right? You know, you're, you're 100% right. I think um, we need to play what we... We need to do what we've done week in, week out and forget about what colour jersey we're playing and go out there and do what Cronulla does best. And uh, if we do that, um, we'll win the football game. If you try to go out and wrestle like Melbourne or imitate what Cameron Smith does or nullify Cameron Smith and play boring type football, you're going to get sucked into uh, you know, exactly what they want. So we just need to go out and do Cronulla uh, the best we possibly can and uh, we're going to be a real good chance. You named 19 for the GF, Tagatizi back, and you had Capel as 18th man and Beal there as well. Now, I don't expect you to give anything away here, but there's going to be a hard conversation with someone, I gather. Um, has that conversation happened yet? Um, I'll have it on uh, Thursday, uh, tomorrow. Uh, uh, you know, it's a good situation for, you know, the club and, you know, all our, our sponsors and fans to be in that we've got, you know, 19 of our players that have played week in, week out. But, you know, I can only put 17 in and, some, uh, you know, someone's going to miss out. But, uh, you know, I've got to make the best decision for our other team and the club. And, uh, you yeah, know, as I said, I'm not looking forward to that conversation, yeah. but it's something we have to do. Is that the hardest part of what you do? Oh, well, I'm going to have a good conversation with one player and tell him he's in anyway. So, uh, you know, that, you know, there's a bit of, you know, what's going to be, going to be on, to be honest, it's going to be out of Kirk Capel, um, Joey Paulo or Sam Tagatuzzi. So the two are going to miss out. One's going to get in. So one's going to be really happy. And unfortunately, two are going to miss out. OK, question without notice. So you've got two players and one of them probably has been the buyer of the year. Which one is it, Maloney or Ennis? Um, you know, J- James has just made uh, sort of... Last year, I thought, you know, we, got, we came fifth and we went up to Townsville and, you know, assessing, the, went up to Townsville and, you know, they, they put a score on us and they went on to win the comp. You know, in assessing the season, you know, went on a bit of time to, uh, after that. You know, I always thought that, you know, it was probably, uh, you know, that we were over, over, exceed, over expectation, sorry, of us winning the comp last year with Jack Bird, a, a 20-year-old, first year in first grade, playing in the halves and... Um, you know, our halves, you know, Jeff Robson was at the end of his career and doing a real good job, and we know what Robbo's like. But, you know, just for us to go to win a grand final last year with Jeff Robson and Jack Bird in our halves, I thought it was probably a little bit too hard. Now, this year we've got James Maloney and Chad Townsend playing in some really good football. I think we're a lot better football team, and, you know, your halves are crucial, and we've got, to, you know, Jimmy's a specialist in big games, and, and Chad's, you know, uh, you know, he's back to his best last week, so... We're in a lot better position with our two halves. All right, we've got to let you go. Thank you very much for joining us. If we don't speak to you before Sunday, good luck. Thank you, boys. Thanks, Rabs. <laughs> yeah, Flano, I'm, I'm kicking for you. Do your best. <laughs> You're going to look at your missed calls now, aren't you, Rabs? Is, no, no, I, no I, I got a missed call from him. Uh, I understand that. He's a busy man, and, and I was trying to get him for dead set legends no, I understand. on Saturday. You I know understand. That. I know. This is the uh, rush hour. This is the rush hour. I nearly said the legends. Uh, more after this on Triple M. 
Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Home for Nicorette Quick Mist. And speaking of Nicorette Quick Mist, they uh, have come up with a segment, Rabs, where we get to speak to some retired players. And we had Mick Ennis on last week who wasn't quite retired. And we've got another one today who should be 10 days into his retirement. But hang on, he doesn't want to be retired because there's something coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's a fair point you make. <laughs> the four nations you're talking about. Well, my first question was, Corey Parker, hello to you. Have you got fat yet? But you haven't. You mustn't have because you might be playing in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, good afternoon, guys. No, that's right. I, um, I've got me... Uh, fingers and toes crossed that I'll be on that tour to go to uh, England with the Four Nations. So I guess we'll find out after the grand final on Monday, but um, well, that's one I'm looking forward for. This must be the loneliest uh, training. You, you'd have to keep training, I imagine. That must be the loneliest time. You're training without your teammates, I gather, and not knowing if this is going to do you any good, if, if, if it's yeah. going to mean anything. Yeah, that's right. It's um, it, 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 That's one way of putting it. It's certainly how I felt last night when I was... Uh, in the gym at home, uh, doing some training. But uh, oh, look, I mean, training's part of my life. But uh, you know, if you uh, to train to play footy is a little bit different than just kick, kicking them over just to stay uh, in good shape. But uh, look, I'm happy to do so. And like I said, I will find out on Monday if that's the case. I'm looking here, Rabs. I've got the Corey Parker autobiography called Iron Man. Did Trevor Hendy or uh, Guy Guy Leach? Did they want to sue you for copyright? Iron Man. No, that's a that's a great title. Yeah. Tony Stark did uh, the, the Iron Man, the, the movie. <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, that is about it. Yeah, look, it's it's uh, it's obviously now it's launched and it's in in stores today. So, mm. um, I mean, for me, it was a, a really enjoyable process. Um, when Pam McMillan, the, the publishing company, uh, came to me with the idea, and along with Stuart Honeysett, the co-writer, um, yeah, did a really good job. At, I, I guess stripping back all the layers and going right back to the start. And uh, from my point of view. It's been really refreshing to, to I guess, tell my story from, from my point of view. Um, and, you know, there's been some things throughout the book that, uh, you know, I, I've had to rehash, relive, mm. things that I, I've already you know, got over. And um, But it's not until you actually sit down and, and think about 16 years of professional football and then furthering from that, you know, as a young kid, um, when you sit down and go through it the way I have, um, geez, it makes you appreciate what we've got. You've probably found, Corey, I'm guessing, the couple of weeks you've been retired, or almost retired, you're probably busier than ever. Yeah, it certainly has been like that uh, since, the, I guess, the uh, the loss against the Cowboys. But, um, I mean, I've enjoyed that. Uh, like I said, I'm very, very uh, positive thinking that I'll be over overseas for five weeks and be a great way to finish... Uh, my entire career with a green and gold, so I'm looking forward to it. Beautiful. Just you one will more, be and we, we 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 wish you well. I'm sure you're going to be in the squad. There's no doubt. Thanks for having. Really appreciate Beautiful. that. And thank you very much for joining us, uh, Corey Parker. That was for Nicorette, by the way, Australia's number one quit smoking brand. Use only as directed. Good on you, Corey. Good luck. Good luck. If if you make it, if you don't make it, good luck in the future, mate. I know you've got a big media career ahead of you. Thanks, guys. I'm sure I'll see you around. Beautiful, Corey Parker, joining us on the Rush Hour. More after this. Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Straight back down to the Dally M's where uh, we're speaking to a man, I think, well, we spoke to his date, Mitchell Moses, earlier. It's uh, James Tedesco. Hello, how are we? <laughs> That's a bit dangerous, James, Not about walking date. down the red carpet with Mitchell Moses. Just close friends. It's the 21st century. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> no, yeah, okay, fine. Sorry. I'm sorry. 
Okay, we, we don't need a plebiscite to work out who walks down the red carpet. With now, listen, James, I've yes. got this exclusive. You're wearing formal wear from Tedesco's, who are the supplier of Channel 9. They're also the supplier of the, of the, of the Rabs. I, when I wear a dinner suit, I only wear Tedesco suits. Are you wearing a Tedesco right. suit? Mate, I'm actually not. Well, it's just actually, <laughs> oh, sorry, it to, sorry, sorry to let you down. No, I actually was last year, but this year Mitch has um, hooked me up with Hugo Boss, so we've stepped up a bit. Oh, okay. Now, are you okay? But I've still got, you, yeah. You were KO'd, weren't you? Yeah, it's pretty disappointing. Um, yeah, I was paid to probably the first 30, then I'd... Got smacked to the ground. It's like concrete over there. So, um, so I sort of kept playing. I was feeling all right, but then I sort of lost memory. Didn't really know where I was and what I was doing. So I had to come off and just look after myself, which is um, yeah, disappointing. But it was pretty. It was a good experience. You've been there a couple of times this year. What's it like out there? Yeah, I know. It was not bad. Um, obviously, it was good to get. It was good to get back after a few times uh, after my jaw. Obviously, it was about five, yeah. six weeks after post surgery. So it's good to have a hit out um, after it's that. It's an amazing country, James. Uh, being up there a couple of times, you, you drive around and you can drive past a lunchtime game of touch. Yeah. Well, we call it touch, but they use they even use the tackle game, and they are playing on what looks like concrete uh, concrete playing. Yeah, fields. exactly. We um, yeah, we drove past a few of that, and there's that's about 50, 50 um, people just passing footy around and on the on the back of dirt with no shoes on. So. Uh, they just yeah. loved their footy over there. When we got to the airport, there was about three or four thousand um, just yelling our names. And I think Inglis was a god over there. They all they all loved him. I think it was the first time he was over there, and um, yeah. they they chant his name everywhere he went. So uh, it was pretty crazy. All right, we've got to go, James. Who's going to win? Um, not sure. I think I'm going to go Josh Hodson. Something different. Okay. Geez, no, no one's confident, are they, Rabs? I think we might really have an open uh, vote yeah. here. And, very close. And who's going to win the big one? Um. I think Sharks. I think. I think. Is that where you are? The big one in the grand final. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've said. I've said Sharks. So Mitch has said Storm, and I've said Sharks. But yeah. I think if they can throw the ball around, they can beat Storm. Hopefully. Beautiful. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Teddy. Thank you. Cheers. Not just tiles and bathrooms. ABL Tile and Bathroom Center. Your one-stop renovation shop. ABL Tiles. Com.au. Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour. Live. Sports and update. Thank, well done, producer Tom, for all those interviews. And uh, any time we do league, it's for Totally Workwear. They don't just do workwear. They also have a great range of hospitality gear. Find your local store, totallyworkwear.com.au. Now, a blow for the Swans. Alir Alir is out of the grand final. He could not overcome that knee injury he picked up against Shalong. Signs are good, though, for Jared McVeigh and rising star Callum Mills. They both got through a training session while GWS Giants veteran Stevie J, Stevie Johnson has committed to another year. AB de Villiers has confirmed he's out of the Test Series in Australia with a pro- his problem elbow. Yeah, given he's 32, that might be the last we see of him here. Meantime, Australia's one-day team had little trouble running down Ireland's 198 in their one-off clash last night. Usman Kawaja making 82 not out as the Aussies won with nine wickets and 20 overs to spare. The NBL will be on free-to-air TV and not just some highlights package either. SBS are going to show live games on Sundays this year. No mucking around by the English FA. They've marched manager Sam uh, Allardyce 24 hours after he was exposed on camera accepting a deal from a fake company uh, to help and admitting he would help <laughs> break that fake company break the transfer rules. Meantime, Leicester City's Premier League defence might be over barely before it began, but they're going very nicely in the Champions League. A 1-0 win over Porto 
uh, has the Foxes still unbeaten. That is a sports update for ABL Tile and Bathroom Centre. Rush hour for Nicorette. Once again, league chat for Totally Workwear. 30 seconds, in fact, less than that. Who's going to win on Sunday, Rabbi? Uh, I, I think Cronulla's got a real chance. I, I think the first thing they have to do is get a good start. I don't think they can play Melbourne at their own game. In other words, stick to what you, you know best and, and, and do it well and do it often. So I, I'm, I'm leaning towards the outsider. All right, beautiful. Well, we'll speak to you on Saturday. Ugly Phil coming up right now. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed.